0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The family selected these passages from God's holy word that you heard this morning. And they were very fitting. The gospel lesson from Matthew is often referred to as the Beatitudes. That means blessing. And the reason it's referred to that is because in each verse, as you heard, Jesus pronounced blessings upon the people. The Beatitudes are the gateway to the entire rest of the Sermon on the Mount. This is the teaching that Matthew recorded in his gospel in chapters 5, 6, and 7. Jesus went up onto a a high place and preached this sermon uh, to those who were there to hear. The only way that a person can rightly understand the Sermon on the Mount is through faith, And it's because through faith one apprehends the spiritual truth that Jesus proclaimed here in this introduction that he gave in the Beatitudes. What you'll see in the Beatitudes here is a turning upside down of our earthly thinking. Ultimately, that means turning things right side up so that we properly understand what is going on. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor in spirit means those who lack righteousness of their own. It means those who who are not sinless, who are not faultless, which, by the way, that includes all of us. We all fall into that category. None is righteous. No, not one. Even the mother of God, Mary The Blessed Mother herself said, My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Yes, even Mary needed a Savior. Do you feel, do you ever feel the weight of the law crushing you, showing you day in and day out that you fall short of God's standard? Well, my friend, if you ever feel that, you are poor in spirit. And the good news is that you're blessed in Christ. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Indeed, when we see the weight of our sin and we see it crushing us, we mourn that. We mourn the righteousness that we don't have. Well, we'll be comforted because there's a righteousness coming to us through Jesus Christ. Blessed are the meek. Doesn't refer to some puny dweed, Goliath, the Philistine warrior was not meek before the Israelites who shuddered in terror at his presence, neither did he regard himself as meek before God. But David said of Goliath, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Yeah, he was meek before God, whether he recognized it or not, he was meek before God. But the meek who are blessed are those who are unable to provide for their own spiritual needs. And they recognize it. The, the ones who say, I, I see the standard, I fall short. The ones who confess their sins, who have a contrite heart. That's the only one that the idea that Jesus died for your sins. The only way it could make sense is if you recognize, I have sins. I fall short. Sometimes people feel as though they cannot approach God until they do some good deed. I can't come back to church yet. I got I to get things right first. No, no, no. You can't wash yourself clean of your sins. Jesus Christ washes you clean of your sins. Just come and be washed clean by his word. That's, that's a cleanness that you can't do on your own. That's the meek. The meek come looking for that and receiving it. Think about the tax collector. Remember, he stood far off and he beat his chest and he said he wouldn't even look up to heaven. He looked down because he was so ashamed and he beat his breast. saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said that man went away justified. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yes, if you don't have a righteousness of your own, but you desire a righteousness before God, you are blessed. Jesus is saying you're blessed because that righteousness is coming to you. Blessed are the merciful. Those who receive mercy are called and enabled to show mercy. We forgive because we've been forgiven. We love because he first loved us. Blessed are the pure in heart. Pure in heart here does not mean that you're without sin. You're not without sin, and you all know it. Mavis knew it. Even though she was a saint in our eyes. Even though she readily and regularly confessed her sin. She confessed that she needed a savior and she received that good news regularly. She received that. But see what's going on there is the desire to receive God's gifts as though they actually matter as 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 though there's something to his gifts. That's a pure heart. It's the heart that desires that. It doesn't disdain God's word and sacrament. No, it desires to receive that. that, That is the pure in heart who will be blessed because they will receive in Christ. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Yes, those who bring the peace of God to others are peacemakers. Apostles, pastors, evangelists, disciples. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, do you see a hidden reality that's coming to light in this? How can you be blessed when you're being persecuted? Simon Peter being crucified upside down. Is that what it looks like to be blessed? That seems upside down. But what Jesus is saying is that while the eyes of unbelief mocked Jesus and regarded His crucifixion as just another state execution, the eyes of belief looked on that and saw this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the Christ, the Messiah, the One who has been promised. This is the One who actually can... Take my sin away and make me righteous before God. The eyes of faith see that. There were some who looked at this and said, Ha! King of the Jews. So much for that. But you know, on the third day, he rose from the dead. That's the proof. He rose from the dead. And people don't rise from the dead, you know? Yeah, that's what makes it such a big deal when he rose from the dead. Now, Paul said to the Romans, if we have been united with him, with Jesus, in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Hmm. In other words, the present circumstances are not a direct correlation with God's disposition toward you, the way God looks at you. Even though you sin, God loves you. Even though you suffer, God desires to comfort you. Even though you mourn the loss, God encourages you with a certainty of resurrection. See, the earthly man sees death. You see Mavis and Don departed from this earth. The eyes of faith see the resurrection that is to come. The eyes of faith see the heavenly home that is eternal, which God has prepared for you and for Mavis and Don. He's prepared it He's made it possible through Christ Jesus to receive that. So do not mourn as those who have no hope. Grieve their death, of course. But give thanks to God that in Christ Jesus, their sins are put away. As far as the east is from the west. This promise was given to Mavis and Don in their baptism. And this promise is given to you too. Thanks be to God.